We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. You can't handle the truth! I'm walking here! I'm walking here! Here's Johnny! You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good evening and welcome to Unscripted, the film show for another Thursday night. Uh, my name's Lewis. I, I feel like I've been doing an hour of radio already. Well, you have. Yeah. I feel sorry for you. It's it's hard to keep the pace going and, and talking for an hour and you've just done an hour because oh. you're filling in and now you're doing another hour. Filling in for Arda and doing that hour is really easy. Yeah. Because uh, as I said, like um, uh, at the start of the, the show I just finished, um, it was uh, like it's good to be able to go through my, uh, you know, it's not really a collection of CDs. Like it's more of a, you know, just a bunch of all my CDs stuck in a box because <laughs> who listens to CDs anymore? But it's great to actually like pull out a um, you know CD. And I was thinking about it like you know the when we listen to music now, you kind of pick and choose. Oh, I want to listen to this mm. song or that that sort of thing. So I don't know. Do people still listen to whole albums or do you just like are people just like randomly going just play me the, this kind of music? I- I think that's the case unless you listen to something like a musical which mm. you listen to from generally start to finish. You don't usually skip songs um, unless there's one that you particularly dislike. But, yeah, it's very rare to get into a car and go, uh, Siri, play the album of this yeah. rather than – I mainly just hit shuffle on my my iPhone and that's it. But, you know, occasionally I will listen to, um, to an older album that – well, not an older album but an album that I would have – you know, if you like listening to, because I do have albums where I, I quite like all the songs. Mm. So, yeah, I, I do it occasionally. Um, but, yeah, I think it's so – you can be so selective these days, can't you, about what you choose to listen to, watch, all of those things. Well, normally I, I in the car I don't really listen to music, generally speaking. Mm. Uh, you, Are you a radio, oh, ABC kind of – No, no. Um, um, news. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> news listener, I was asking. No, I'm, ask. I'm a podcast person. Ah, I, I, podcast. Well, obviously because you know, I'm a podcaster. You're, you're yep. a podcaster as I am. well. Mm. Um, th- this show, as well as being a live to where – Show it uh, also becomes a podcast as well, yes. so uh, you can listen to it either live to our radio free metal one hundred seven point nine FM, the top station dial between six and seven on a Thursday night, like you are doing right now, or you can listen to it on the General and Pop Culture Podcast Network. Um, you know, a, a few days later or yeah. weeks later, depending on how how quickly we get to it. So. And if you want something slightly more entertaining, the, the uh, show Tangent City might just be up your alley because that's where we take a pop culture reference usually. <laughs> And we just babble on about it for uh, 40 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And, and it can sometimes have swearies in it uh, because we've had a wine or two. <laughs> uh, some shows we haven't even got to the topic 
because we've just been so on tangent and that is why it's called Tangent City. But if you want to listen to some goofballs goofing around, that's that's the show for you. Exactly. And you just need to go onto your, your, your podcast app of choice and just search for uh, Unscripted the Film Show, mm-hmm. search for Tangent City. If you like Disney, you should also search for Diz Down Under, which is a, a show that I do with my wife, uh, Catherine. And, uh, yeah, that's a, every week we sit down and we, uh, we talk about Disney, um, whether it's the theme parks, whether it's the movies, the TV mm. shows. There is so much Disney to talk about. It's unbelievable. I know. It, it's crazy. Yeah. I love how you guys have kept the momentum of that show. There's just always something to talk about yeah. uh, topic-wise. Definitely there is. Uh, but, yeah, now you all listen, but you're listening to uh, Unscripted, the film show, and we've got uh, some film stuff to talk to you uh, about tonight. Now, I've only seen uh, the one film uh, this week, Um uh, I was well, during the the previous show. I made a a, a point that uh, there's a even in fandom, there is a, a particular part of fandom that I just uh, particular like movies and TV shows that I have just not grasped and have not got into, and that's Star Trek. Like ah. um, I, I I watch it. I do. I watch it like, and I must admit, I love Next Generation. For some <laughs> reason, Next Generation connected with me. I like Picard because I like Next Generation, but all the old school kind of stuff, um, it just, uh, I just can't get into it. It's um. I don't know why. And I, I apologise to Alan in advance because I know Alan is a massive uh, Star Trek fan. So um, I apologise. And he, he very nicely just sent me a text saying that it's not for everyone. So it, it's good. I'm glad. But, I mean, I, I know, um, you, you know, the, the, I've, as I said, I have liked it mm-hmm. in the past when it was uh, next gen. Uh, and I know that at some point in time somebody will make uh, a Star Trek thing that will – actually – Lower Decks is a cartoon that is a Star Trek cartoon, and I enjoy that. Oh. It's a comedy. It's quite right. cool. Um, so, yeah, so there is some stuff I, I, I've liked, but, uh, yeah, it's just the, the, the new, new TV show is just not gripping me yet. So, But, yeah, th- thanks for Alan, and thank you very much for listening, Alan. Always appreciate it, mate. Um, movies, that's what we're talking that's about. What we're, that's <laughs> what we're talking about. So you've seen a movie. Uh, I have seen a film too this week called Men. That is simply, if that is all it's, it's titled, men. 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 It isn't like men as in, it's not like men as in good. Like men. It's like men. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Men. And so, it's, it's oh. an interesting film. So, yeah, when I kind of unpack it a little bit, uh, it'll be an interesting conversation. I, I did manage to also catch at screening of Jurassic, pa- Jurassic World, <laughs> uh, which I know you covered last week. Uh, but I guess my general thoughts on that is I really enjoyed seeing the old Jurassic World alumni uh, Laura Dern, Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum return for this film. I, I quite enjoyed that aspect of those uh, interwining storylines. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that out of uh, the Jurassic World films, this would probably be my favourite, which I think oh, you mentioned as well last week. Yeah, well, I did. I enjoyed, as you said, the um, the connection between the old cast and the yeah. new cast. I, I really enjoyed that. Um the I enjoyed seeing the dinosaurs in the real world. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Although I did find that they um, they need they always feel this need to you know isolate themselves in a certain area, um, like you know they they did with um, the, the original Jurassic World was in on that island, mm. and so everything was in that that that, that spot. area. Mm. Um, the Jurassic the second Jurassic World uh, I think it was a Fallen Kingdom. I think yes. it was called. Um, the second one, they 
uh, a lot of the action was contained to that house mm-hmm. at the end of it. But then the dinosaurs kind of got loose. That's right. And then got out into the world. And I want to see the dinosaurs in the world more. And you do see a little bit of dinosaurs in the world in this film. It film more of them in the world than you have seen in any of the previous mm. ones. But then the entire third act of the film, they've isolated again. Yeah, it's not like Godzilla where um, dinosaurs are just running through yeah. the streets yeah. eating people. <laughs> well, there's a few chompy chomp scenes, but um, yeah, I do like that they cover a bit of ground. There's that uh, kind of act where they're in Malta and then they go over to Italy. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it covers quite a, quite quite a lot of ground but yeah you're right they do end up back at that containment kind of area which is uh, interesting but uh yeah imagine that living among dinosaurs I, that's all i wanted to see just a little bit more of that uh one of my friends uh nick uh from the after dark podcast network uh he didn't like it at all oh. um he he wanted more dinosaurs in the real world happening yeah. and he didn't like the subplot of the uh the locusts that had been yeah. Um, uh, that have been like enhanced with uh, dinosaur DNA and become these mega locusts. Um, he didn't didn't like that uh, mm. that story. I feel like that was just a way to pull in the old cast, mm. wasn't mm. it? Because they had to have True. kind of their yeah. own storyline. Yeah. But I mean, it could have been a bit more creative. Mm. It kind of seemed, um, yeah, bizarre that someone would would use locusts to. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Take over the world. Take over the world. He was, and he did look like Steve Jobs. I yeah, totally see what you mean. Someone else was <laughs> saying they thought he, I don't know if it was the the person who runs Apple now or Microsoft or yeah. one, of, one of those ones. But basically, it, I think that was the, the, the there was like a tech engineer kind of person. Yeah. A little bit Asperger-y. So, yeah, um, yeah but I, yeah, I just took a, uh, a bit of offence that they called him Lewis. I think that was, uh, you know, it was wrong. Um, it's a misrepresentation representation of Lewis's everywhere. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like a bad guy name. No. I no. just Lewis, Lewis. No, it's it's not a bad guy name. No, it's not. No. Mm-mm. It's just just wrong, just wrong. Uh, my my boss today, somebody uh, I spoke with someone on the phone yesterday and they sent an email to our like generic email address and they said I spoke with someone uh, yesterday. Uh, I think their name was Lewis, but they spelled it L O U I S. And he's like <laughs> and my boss is like, "Oh, you need to make a bigger impact." And I was like, "Well, they were very close. It's like, you know, out of all the things I've been, you know, usually when I go, uh, "G'day, Lewis speaking." We go, "Willis?" And I go, "What are you talking about?" It's just, um, yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I get from. Julia. Julia. I don't know why, but it happens all the time. Oh, hey, Julia. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so that's my alter ego. So, yeah, I can kind of be a different person with Julia. Yeah. I feel true. like she's more sassy too, you know. <laughs> so there you go. It's, it's fun to have an alter ego. Yeah, well, I, I just feel like I've been, uh, as Willis, been adopted by a rich white man. Nice. Um, and uh, I've got a very <laughs> short brother. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, uh, the, yeah, so um, na- names aside, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm. And the thing is, though, it is one of those uh, polarising films uh, where it's polarising uh, as far as, like, critics and the real audiences go. It's, yeah, it's not doing too well among critics, but it's a film about dinosaurs, for goodness sake, people. Yeah. Uh, you go for the action, you go for the make-believe, you go for the fact that you get to be taken out of the real world for a little bit and just have some fun. So, look, I think as far as it goes for action and, and special effects, there, w- there was enough there. So I quite enjoyed it. But hmm. And if you, if you want to uh, listen to... See, on Rotten Tomatoes, or if you're in America, Rotten Tomatoes, um, <laughs> it, the... Oh, that's weird. Oh, that's very strange. Um 
Oh, no, that's the original Jurassic World. Oh, right. Oh, was it high? <laughs> yeah, it's the original Jurassic World, which came out in 2015, uh, was 71 on the tomato meter oh, wow. and 78 on the audience rating. Uh, now, let's see if I can find the, the current uh, Jurassic World. Um, I think it was sitting at 31% the last time I checked, but that was early days, so it could be increased, could be lower. Who knows? Yeah, because I think you were right. I think it was around, oh, uh, yeah, there we go, Dominion. Uh, so, yeah, so 30% uh, on the uh, critic score mm. and that is with 326 reviews and 79% on the audience score with 10,000 plus reviews. That's a huge gap, isn't mm. it? That that just goes to show I think that critics are probably maybe trying to, I don't know. I mean, we're not, you know, we talk about films but... Yeah, we're from kind of the audience perspective, don't we? A lot of the yeah, time, yeah, we we try to review the films yeah. and and not not to be too be hypercritical. Honest. I've never yeah. made a I've never made a film. What well, do I know about making films? Exactly, I yeah. can't make a film either. But you know, I just thought that you know, for, it was dumb fun, and that's what I like. And you know me, I love my character mm. development films and stories with strong narratives. But I still enjoy going to a cinema and watching something like this as well. So, what well, you are really liked uh, in this film, and it was uh, listening to the. Uh, Jer- Chris Jericho podcast mm. uh, and he had the guy on there who uh, was the like the paleontologist who um, uh, who, who consulted on the film mm. and uh, they used him to make sure that the new dinosaurs they introduced were as accurate as they could possibly get so like the dinosaurs with feathers yeah um and uh, and th- that's a weird thing. I don't know. Did I mention this on the show last week or not? The because um, I probably didn't because I might not have listened to it by then. But the um, the dinosaurs with feathers, mm. they didn't exist when the first Jurassic Park film came out. So Jurassic Park came out and no one knew that some dinosaurs had feathers. Oh, and they those discoveries were discoveries, mm. my apologies, mm. were were made after. Yes. Yeah. How interesting. I like that's a really cool fact, isn't it? Yeah. And so they they, they they were yeah, discovered afterwards and there was another dinosaur in the film mm. where it's this really tall thing that looks like an apex predator. Mm. Uh, but it's got this kind of beaky looking face. It's got these Freddy Krueger claws, <laughs> fat hands, and it's a vegetarian. Yeah. And apparently this dinosaur, they, they theorise, was originally a uh, carnivore mm. but then just became a vegetarian. And so... Just, just felt bad and wanted to, to be a veggie. Yeah, but it was, it was kind of funny because in the movie... <laughs> Uh, when you first see this dinosaur, it swipes a deer out of the way and accidentally kills it. <laughs> to, oh, and the, the, to eat the, yeah, the um, ferns that are hanging. I know, yeah. it's interesting. I used to um, have a Jurassic Park uh, video game when I was a kid mm-hmm. and you, the dinosaurs would fight against each other, a bit like the end scene. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, cool. I remember that. But that was back in the day where the effects weren't that great and it was a PlayStation, like one of the early PlayStations. Mm-hmm. But that was good fun. <laughs> Uh, they should do, do an updated version They should of it. do an updated yes, version. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I reckon we should go to a, a quick uh, track, figure out what else we're going to talk about, and then we will do a quick track, a quick ad, and then we'll come back after this. Shall we? Uh, you, you just mentioned that you didn't talk about men last week. Shall we talk about men now? Let's talk about men because <laughs> it sounds so weird. If you've just tuned in, men is actually the name of a, of a new film. Uh, but, yeah, I was trying to think if I had spoken about it last week, but it wasn't. It was uh, Das uh, House, which was the German film that I'm, I'm thinking of. But Men is a new film. It comes to us from writer, director Alex 
Garland, who did the film Ex Machina uh, and Annihilation. So he's done some really interesting kind of deep films over the years. But this film centres around Harper, who is played by Jessie Buckley, a kind of really up and emerging actress. Uh, She did a film called uh, Beast a few years ago, which was fantastic. I think it made it to my top 10 a few years ago. And she's the survivor of quite an abusive relationship. And following this, she escapes from the hustle and bustle of London to the country for a few weeks. And right off the bat, Things just seem strange in this town. The landlord of this country home uh, that she's renting called Jeffrey, he's played by Rory Kinnear, and he's just very, very odd. Now, after a few hours after kind of settling in, she goes on this walk and she realises she's being stalked by somebody who follows her back to this home. And Really, just all the men in this town are very strange. Everywhere she turns, they seem kind of incapable of leaving her alone or treating her well. They're very kind of verbally abusive. And the other thing too is Rory Kinnear plays all the men in the town uh, in different kind of forms. Uh, There's like a police officer version of him, a bar owner, a priest. And they're all slightly different characters, obviously, But it's interesting because she doesn't quite pick up on this. So it's really interesting (laughs) to watch. But my initial reaction to the film was I I don't know who this film is for. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, what is the message? And I think that it's one of those films where you do have to draw your own meaning. I wonder if it's a critique on misogyny. You know, the theme seems to be suggesting that all men are the same, which is quite a harsh thing to say but there's that kind of dichotomy between you know this abusive relationship and then her moving to a well well, kind of spending some time in this town where all men are just generally the same but there's also a real folklore aspect to it as well kind of peppered throughout the film and and the imagery is quite interesting there's this kind of forbidden fruit type aspect to it but it starts out really good and I was quite captured by this story but it does become really, really bizarre. And it kind of gets, I felt, left unexplained. And I I guess in comparison to this, you know, if I was to compare this to another film, a few years ago that film Mother with Mm -hmm. Jennifer Lawrence and Javier Bardem, who play this couple in this this house and, and things just... That is kind of the film I would compare this to if you've seen it. I think visually it's quite a stunning film. There's this wonderful use of slow motion, colour and light, which kind of helps create this really unnerving atmosphere. But you really do have to go in with an open mind to this film because Mm -hmm. it it does go very strange and I think that you've got to unpack it and you're probably going to come up with your own meaning from this but yeah look it's an interesting conversation starter it was a little bit creepy so I quite enjoyed that I quite enjoy films that are set in the English countryside I mean what's more creepy than the the (laughs) English countryside where it's cold and dark all the time so I'm I'm glad you said that (laughs) because there was this one time it wasn't England it was in Scotland Mm. but Kat and I went to this uh, uh, to an island um, uh, off the the coast of Scotland, uh, it's um, where all the, uh, the the smoky kind of whiskies come from. Yes, and we were staying at uh, Bowmore, uh, the, one of the distilleries, and we went for a walk up the road to this area where it was just like 
huge expanse of uh, open ground and before then we walked past a uh, a primary school and it had like these creepy like you know dolls and stuff oh, in the gosh. window and then I saw there was a car and there was a, a person sitting in the car and everything was just creeping me out and it was quiet and mm. it was just like, oh, I'm very creeped out. I'd like to go back to the... Uh, get out of there. Like Something's going to happen. Exactly. It was getting dark as well. It was like, stay away from the moors. And yeah, so a cat still takes the piss out of me for that. But uh, yeah, there you go. You can't, uh, you, you, you can't have everything. You can't. Look, if you liked Mother, uh, you will... Enjoy this film for sure. If you like films that are strange, you'll like this. So I'm going to score this a three three dead birds. That's very horrible. But that's mm. the first thing that came to mind when I when I say that. So Fair enough. And it is a horror film. So. I, I, I did notice that there's a – in the trailer there's a scene with her like taking a big bite out of an apple. Yes. Is it like, is it like biblical forbidden fruit kind of – Yeah, thing? there is that kind of – biblical um there is a biblical aspect to this film which yeah and that forbidden fruit thing and that kind of comes to light at the end so yeah it's kind of a mixture of folklore plus this biblical side to it which is an interesting mix Uh although i suppose you can you can look at folklore and and bible as as two two things in comparison i i don't know yeah there's a lot happening in this film and and it does get stranger as as it progresses but you know i don't mind a strange film something that challenges me and this certainly did that so it's out now uh screening at uh luna cinemas so get along and uh, go see something that might challenge you excellent sounds like a good idea uh, I saw a film uh, last night that it's in cinemas now. I don't know if it's going to have a you know a massive release, mm. so I don't think you're going to be seeing it in your um, uh, Hoyts and event cinemas. But uh, certainly, uh, it's playing at uh, the Windsor Cinema uh, uh, and but probably at the uh, Luna Cinemas as well. Um, it is a, uh, a story called Lost Illusions, um, and it is about a um, a poet. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is called, uh, depending on uh, who tells you what his name is, um, he's either Lucien, uh, I think it's Lucien Chandon, uh, is it Chandon? Um, Chardon? Uh, Chardon? I think Chardon, that's right. yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucien Chardon uh, or uh, his mother's name, but uh, I haven't actually got his mother's name here, which is uh, which is really annoying. Uh so, because yeah, he he goes by his mother's name, and his mother was um, uh, like high society. Oh, okay, and, and his mm. father was no one. Uh, so, you know, he, and they died, and so they were kind of, you know, uh, left with with nothing really. Um, so him and his his sister, uh, she marries a. Uh, a guy who owns a you know, printing press, so he goes and works for uh, the uh, works in the printing press. Uh, so Lucien de Rompepri, Rompepri, right, uh, is the is the name he usually goes by. Um, but people like to put him down by using his father's name rather than his mother's name, um, and so he uh, is having a, a relationship with one of the like uh, I think a bar- the Baroness of the the county that he lives in. And it all goes pear-shaped and so the, the Baroness uh, decides to move to London and he decides to move with her but the high society in, in not London, moved to Paris, so <laughs> completely different cities, um, decided to move to Paris and the high society in, in Paris um, 
it wouldn't uh, would have shunned her had she kept this relationship going mm. with this nobody. And so uh, she kind of cuts him off and he uh, goes off to find his way in Paris and then he gets into uh, reviewing books and plays and things like that. But in this world, the um, the... Uh, there's basically the journalism is non-existent. People are just actually paying for good reviews or <laughs> paying not to get bad reviews. Um, and so he he gets really into this world and he's um, you know making uh, a lot of money uh, by writing these you know scathing reviews or these really good reviews, depending on how much money they're getting paid. Um, but at the same time, he, he still wants to regain that, um, you know, high society, uh, uh, the high society um, family thing where you, by using his mum's name. So mm. the king could like reinstate him as a, you know, a, a person of, of, you know, stature. But uh, he's got to you know, go through and do that. So it's it's a film where there's uh, a lot going on there, uh, but it is so slow. It is <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> oh dear, a slow film. It was it was really just uh, a very very slow uh, film to watch. And I knew like as Cat uh, came along to see it with me, and and I knew that uh, she was just uh, finding it. Uh, yeah, finding it hard to uh, stay in the in the film. There was a lot of shuffling around on the seats. Well, that's I, how that's how I know when people are not well. I don't not necessarily you might just be uncomfortable. But. No, I think it's the size every now and again, and, and the uh, and the fact that at one point she picked up her phone and started looking up IMDb to find out how long the film was. Uh, Oh dear. It's uh, for those of you playing at home. It's uh, two hours and twenty nine minutes. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Two hours and twenty nine minutes is okay if you've got an action adrenaline mm. filled film that just keeps you on the edge of your seat. The moment you have a film that's dialogue heavy and that's all it is, that's when it. Yeah, that's when people they really need to tighten up the pacing and, and even yeah shorten the films. And when it's dialogue heavy and you're not, uh, you know, you don't speak French, so you're actually reading the subtitles yep. for two and a half hours, it just, yeah, it, it is very, uh, very hard to uh, to stay engrossed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um they could have really condensed the film down, I think, uh, with a, a bit of, uh, you know, tight editing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's still, it's an interesting story. It's just too, too long mm-hmm. and... They go back and they, they, they kind of like do the same scenes over and over again. And mm. It's kind of like you really you could have just taken this and you know, cut it down to a film that was like you know, 90 minutes long yeah. uh, or you know, you know, 100 minutes. Like, you know, that's, that's any amount of time to be able to tell this story. It's mm-hmm. not, the story is not so deep and complex that you need to spend you know, hours on it. So. Yeah. But it was still, as I said, great. the actors were great, really enjoyed their performances. Um, just there was too much of them. Uh, <laughs> it was. It reminded me of like a, a Wes Anderson film because it was over the whole film. There was a voiceover the whole time, um, and yeah, it did have that that feel of a, a Wes Anderson film, but you know, obviously done in French. Mm. And um, yeah, I mean, if you like your nudity and stuff like that, the French know how to do nudity. They certainly do. They're uh, good at that. <laughs> 
there, there's a, you, you see see it all. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's all out there. Um, but no, it's uh, it's a, it's an okay film uh, that I think is just again hampered by its structure. Mm-hmm. Like if it was uh, yeah a, a more condensed telling of this story, I think it would be very interesting. But it was interesting, like watching a film that was set in I, I think it was set in like 1820 or something like that, but. To see people like fabricating news at that point in time, mm. and then thinking to today, where we've got the same kind of thing happening, where you know instead of people like actually you know doing investigations or reporting on things, a lot of people just make stuff up, and other people just believe it. So yeah, it's and it's so easy, you know, it's all that clickbait stuff, and mm. it's you know at the the tip of your fingertips, and you know you can go onto the internet and read something that's just entirely false. But yeah, it's insane. It's a good dichotomy to have. Uh, yeah to see that film versus now. Mm. Mm. Uh, but there was a, a one uh, aspect to it was in the theatre, there was this guy who people would pay to either cheer or boo <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the show and depending on who paid him more would be ah. which way it goes. And it wasn't just him there that was cheering and booing. Mm. He was like enlisting uh, people uh, to be throughout the audience who would cheer and boo on his command <laughs> And uh, and then he was, like, inventing things, like a, a clapper thing that went under people's chairs so that he could, like, you know, get the clapper thing going and people would go, oh, my God, yes, and, and then applaud. Um, so it was – there were some really you know, interesting things in this film. Mm. Um, but, yeah, again, un- unfortunately just, yeah, need to be tighter. Uh, so I am going to give this film two and a half pots of black ink. Ah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think we should uh, go to a uh, another ad now uh, and then we shall come back shortly. Did you know that Fremantle has its very own art house cinema? You'll find Luna on Essex, midway along Essex Street in the heart of Fremantle, screening an incredible variety of niche, foreign language and quality mainstream films in comfortable and intimate surrounds. It feels more like your own home movie theatre rather than a cinema. Catch up with friends for a pre-show drink in the fully licensed Alfresco area or enjoy a glass of wine and a cheese platter during the movie. Check out what's on along with details of forthcoming films, festivals and added value events at lunapalace.com.au. And thank you very much to all of our sponsors. And, uh, yeah, definitely if you are in the uh, the Fremantle area and you want to go and see a movie, then I can't uh, recommend uh, Lunar on Essex highly enough. Go check it out. Absolutely. Now, just off air, I was uh, asking you the question, uh, like, you know, should we talk about some, some streaming stuff on, mm. on, on the telly? And, uh, and your response was, uh, it took me back so much that I was like, we must talk about this on air. <laughs> yes, it's an interesting response. I have been watching streaming and I'm just kind of over it. There's nothing on there for me. It's kind of drawing me in. And I remember a few weeks ago you mentioned the WWE Network and I didn't realise that was actually a streaming service that you could. Um, get I for some reason I thought it was a Foxtel thing but you can actually sign up for this Mm -hmm. and watch wrestling yes and I have never been like a massive fan of wrestling but I did enjoy watching it when I was younger with my brother and kind of grew up a little bit with it and we would do some moves and things like that (laughs) and I thought you know what it will be just nice to sit down have a glass of wine and watch some wrestling so I did. Nice. And there's so much more to it now than what it was 
years and years ago, you know, there's the women's wrestling mm-hmm. and I think that's interesting because that wasn't a huge thing when I was younger and it's really growing and there's just so much to it and, you know, there's all these reality shows as well that you can mm-hmm. watch on, on the WWE Network about people's lives and things like that, which is really interesting. But I'm just enjoying it. It's just a lot of fun. Oh, that's really cool. It's a, like <laughs> it's very it's very rare that when somebody who hasn't been into wrestling mm. all of a sudden, yeah, because I've been into wrestling my whole life, yeah. So there is periods where I just like drift away from it, and I kind of drift back again. Mm. Uh, but no, it's 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 interesting that you've uh, you enjoy. So are you are you watching like Raw and SmackDown or? Yeah, I'm kind of just watching bits and pieces yeah. of everything, a bit of the women's, a bit of the men's, um, and yeah, it's just good fun. And I, you know, I know people say that. You know, some people really diss wrestling, mm-hmm. but I think it's it's sports entertainment, and there's a lot to it. I mean, a lot of these wrestlers get seriously injured as well, so there, there's some a real art to it. And you know, a lot of them have those finishing moves as well, which you can kind of anticipate. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I do love seeing the people's faces too when they're like thrown out of the ring and they really put it on. And <laughs> I just think it's a bit of entertainment. And yeah, I just can't seem to find anything on streaming that I actually want to watch or follow in terms of series. I just want something that I can just kind of. Cheer to and just yeah that's fun you know and I find that 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 you know wrestling is that you can kind of switch off a bit and it looks like a fun sport I mean you know I'm 30 but I don't know if it's too late to get in the <laughs> ring <laughs> yeah I wish I'd like because when uh EPW started here in Perth that was in the early 2000s and at that time I was in my 30s? Mm. Yeah, would have been in my 30s then. Well, maybe, no, maybe. You'd have been younger, surely. No, no, when I started, yeah, when I started, I was in my late 20s. Mm. Yeah. And and I thought I was too old for it. No. And I regret that now. Yeah. I should have gone and have had a crack. Because yeah. um, it, it does look like a lot of fun. Uh, but as you said, it's very physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you don't do it, Right, then you can get very, very hurt by it. Mm. So, uh, I went to um, see the EPW uh, Evolution on the weekend at the Fremantle Social. Ah, cool! And uh, that was that was really good. It's uh, it's great to go and see some some live wrestling. Um, although there were some uh, women at the uh, sorry, there were some people at the back of the room uh, <laughs> that, that like. They, when you're at the wrestling, like it's encouraged that you get involved, yes, and that you you yell out things, and like if the wrestler's a bad guy, you boo, you, you boo and jeer, you, <laughs> you yell out insults at him, and that that sort of thing, or her. Um, but these people at the back were just uh, yelling out uh, overly sexual remarks oh. at the wrestlers, and it was like, oh my god! And I did actually bring it up with uh, with EPW, and they said, look, if you hear that in the future, tell us, and we'll go and deal with it. Yeah, because um, I just don't know what it is with some people where they just take think, to, take things too far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But that was uh, other than that, it was a really good night of wrestling, and so hopefully we'll get to see uh, see more at the, the Frio Social. That's awesome because generally you have a bad person and a good person. Is that the way they pair it yeah. in wrestling? Well, so what in wrestling, uh, you've got the the bad person is called the heel. Yes. The good person is called the face. Yeah. And the face uh, is actually a shortening of what it was. Original was baby face. Ah. So the baby yeah. face is the good guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the whole thing is, is uh, you know, basically a you know, story about good versus evil. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's one of these things that's just been going on for – you know, I don't know, probably since the turn of the, like the, turn of the last century. It's, it's been, been a long time, yeah, the wrestling mm. industry as a whole. The WWE was formed, I can't even remember how long ago, but it's been around for a long time. And, it, yeah, it's nice to see it in Perth as well. And mm. I think most countries have some form of it, don't they? Kind yeah. Of, yeah, which is great. So, yeah, good, good entertainment. Um, sometimes you need that other than just watching something crappy on TV. Exactly. So. And that's what 
what it is it's all storyline it's you know it's mm. a storyline with uh with a, you know, a bit of uh adrenaline and yeah. stuff put in there as well yeah um but I actually stopped watching the WWE uh, because the uh, I didn't uh, just I used to love NXT, yes. which was their developmental um, division. But then they changed it all and moved away from the independent wrestlers to doing everything in house. Mm. And then people who had been on the independent circuit building their name, they uh, they end up in the WWE, and WWE would just go right. You're now this person and change their name ah. and so and they never refer to their history outside of the wwe yeah and to me i just don't enjoy that and so i've gone to uh, all elite wrestling aew <laughs> and in all elite wrestling a lot of the people who used to be in the wwe uh, in their developmental and now in aew ah. and, and so it's it's really good and they're using their real names and they're yep. building on their brand whereas mm. when you go to wwe they're like right we want you to be this person, person. now and yeah um so yeah, and also, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just heard something about uh, Vince McMahon. I never thought he's a, a good person, but today I, I you know, heard about him um, having affairs and paying women off and uh, all that kind of stuff. Like, oh, he's dear. a he's a he's a dog. <laughs> he's a dirty dog. Um, but yeah, I, wrestling is is good. It's enjoyable. It's one of my my things. Where I'm, if I'm, you know doing cleaning i'll put some wrestling on mm. and usually i'm listening to commentary i don't even watch the wrestling yeah. I just listen to the commentary or if i'm uh, in the gym i'll watch the wrestling and so yeah. it's just feel so, motivated yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but that's no, good i'm really glad you, you get yeah in there, so. it's good i'm gonna do um i'm gonna start my wine and wrestling wednesdays is what i'm gonna call it nice so i'm gonna sit down well you know I won't limit myself to just the Wednesdays, but, you know, it's Wine and Wrestling Wednesday. There you go. If you, if you want to do a catch-up on uh, what's happening that week mm. in WWE, uh, there's a show that you can watch each week called This Week in WWE, cool. which is about 20 to 30 minutes long. Bit of a recap. And just, yeah, mm. it gives that that recap. Because I, I never watch Raw and SmackDown. They're just too darn long. Yeah. So I'd watch NXT and then This Week in WWE. Just to catch up. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, well, NXT is good because it's all about that development and seeing the kind of the the um, new people that are going to be emerging. Exactly. So, awesome. I, I have two shows I can suggest you watch as well if uh, now that you've you have found yourself interested in, in uh, wrestling. <laughs> Who would have ever have thought? I, I'm, I'm just I'm very excited by this. It's, uh, <laughs> the, the first show, um, I think it's on Stan... Uh, and it's called uh, Heels. Um, Heels. It's uh, Stephen Amell. Uh, his dad uh, used to... Well, his dad was running a, um, a wrestling federation in like a Southern American town. Mm. Uh, but then his dad uh, died and he inherited the, the, the federation and now he's running it. And he's also the main heel of the company with his brother being the, the main baby face. Ah. Um, and his brother's Alexander Ludwig, uh, who was also in Vikings. Uh, so people who've watched that uh, might recognise him. Uh, and it's currently got just the one season. There is another season that is in um, that's in production. Uh, but uh, it's it's really interesting to to see the mechanics of wrestling because if you're um, you know a person who you know, hasn't been like looking into the how wrestling works and mm. uh, you know how it's booked and all that kind of thing, this gives you kind of the, the uh, you know what happens behind the scenes of wrestling. Ah, that's good because I've been a bit kind of wondering how it happens mm. and you know because obviously 
you know, a lot of the moves, yeah, how it kind of script, it's scripted, obviously, and how that kind of comes to play. It's, um, it's interesting that uh, in some, like, some wrestling, the wrestlers, uh, they'll... But they'll they'll talk about a match beforehand mm-hmm. with uh, someone who's going to be like you know coordinating how the, the match is going to go, mm-hmm. uh, and then they'll just figure out you know what moves they're going to do. But in the ring, you'll have one person actually calling the shots. What's happening? Yeah, and it's kind of like a dance uh, mm-hmm. that's happening between the the wrestlers in the ring to to put on the match. Um, but yeah, when you watch heels, that kind of like you know explains a bit more of that that kind of stuff and uh, gives you the the backstory in wrestling. Awesome. But it's it's so yeah it's interesting to think that you know back in the day wrestling used to be uh, like they'd pretend it was real yeah. and so if any if ever anyone questioned whether it was you know yeah. uh, a fix or anything like that <laughs> they'd get very aggressive yeah uh, but nowadays it's all open and everyone knows mm. it's you know people putting on a performance but uh, I think it's better now but it's still impressive because the, the people in the ring still have to be aware of everything that's happening they've got to react to a mm-hmm. move right or they've got to make sure they're prepared for the next so it, there is a real art to it whether or not you know obviously it's not real but it, there's still such an art to it I mm. think that's involved and you have to have uh, respect for the other person you're working with mm-hmm. to, to make it work. And I think that's really kind of admirable in, in sports because sports is so competitive. I think you've just got to trust the other person too. And, yeah, so, um, yeah, really interesting. I'm, I'm enjoying watching it and, and how it all comes. And I kind of found that a lot of uh, people involved in wrestling all come from wrestling families. There's quite a family dynamic throughout mm. as well. So Well, there, there, there's yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of people who are fans of wrestling become wrestlers. Mm. But then you're quite right, as you said, a lot of uh, you know, generational wrestlers have yes. come through as well. I mean, the most famous being The Rock, of course. Yes, of so. course. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Heels, definitely, that is a, a series I'd recommend you check out on Stan. Excellent. Uh, the other one uh, is not not wrestling, but it is combat-related. Have you watched any of Cobra Kai? No, but everybody says you should watch it, so I think I might give it a go. Three seasons now, or uh, are we in more now? I think, it's three, it's, I think it's three seasons of Cobra Kai. It might be four. I, I have a feeling Cobra Kai is something I would be interested in. I think it's the type of, you know, I do love... Uh, Oh my god, it's completely escaped my mind. Yeah, the Karate Kid. I loved yeah. the Karate Kid. Uh, you know, I used to get that film as a VCR from the video shop. I would watch it. I would instantly rewind it and watch it again. That is how much I loved the Karate Kid. So I think that I'm surprised I haven't jumped on. I think I'm so scared of commitment, but if it's good enough, I should watch it. It's, it's really <laughs> good. It's it's up to four seasons. Um, and I, I think it's. I think it started off as a joke. Yes. Like when they first started it, you know, they were just like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, let's bring uh, Billy Zapka uh, yeah. back, and let's bring uh, you know Ralph Macchio, and and let's let's have uh, Johnny versus uh, you know Daniel, and let's let's make you know uh, Daniel a bit of a, a knob, and yeah. and and but that's after that first season, mm. they were kind of like, "Oh, we've got we've got something here," mm. and. Uh, it's just really, you know, uh, it's it's just uh, interesting to have the comp- competitive element to it because yeah. uh, initially it's Miyagi-Do versus Cobra Kai and then, uh, you know, at some point in time you get uh, John Kreese. You remember um, in the original one you had Johnny who he was the, the like the, the bad kid but uh, Kreese was the sensei. Yes. And he was like the sweep the leg kind of guy. Yeah. And so... He's, he comes back and he kind of takes over Cobra Kai from Johnny. Uh, and so there's 
all this character development you see in Cobra Kai that you never saw in the Karate Kid films. Mm. And I, I was thinking, where can they go with four seasons? The fact that there's going to be a fifth season. And I was just engrossed. Like uh, mm. when you get to the end of the fourth season, uh, there's some uh, combat uh, competitions and you're just so into it. Just going, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's just like it's, it's really well put together. Um, so, yeah, Cobra Kai, I definitely 100% recommend that you get onto that. It's, I will. So there's lots of martial arts in it. I love a bit yeah. of kickboxing, a bit of martial arts. I think that's always um, fun to watch. I was watching Roadhouse uh, a couple of months ago. I didn't realise how action-packed and, like, kind of combat-y that, that mm. film was. So that's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, Cobra Kai is a lot, lot of action, a lot of martial arts, uh, great characterization, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of um, those teenage emotional feelings as well. Because a lot of the characters you're following mm-hmm. are you know teenagers in high school dealing with high school kind of issues of you know not being the cool kids and all that oh, kind of stuff. Dear. But then you throw karate into the mix and it becomes uh, <laughs> even more interesting. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, the first season is good, but it just gets better from there. Excellent. But anyway, we better uh, just uh, play our last ad uh, and then we will come back and talk more stuff. And I promise if you don't like combat stuff, if you don't like WWE, we will not talk about any more of that uh, after we get back. (laughs) We won't. And thank you again to all of our sponsors. Uh, you are listening to Unscripted, the film show on Radio Fremantle, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM, the top station on your dial. Uh, you're with Lewis and Cecilia. Rachel is not here this evening. She has been uh, under the weather. Under the weather. And we hope that she uh, she gets back on top of the weather very, very soon and uh, gets back into the, the chair to talk about stuff she's been watching. Um, what other stuff have I been watching? Because, yeah, as I said, uh, Cobra Kai, we, we uh, watched the last season of it last week and it was uh, it was pretty darn awesome. Yep, so you've uh, got to wait for the next one now. Yeah, mm. yeah. But uh, we last night after seeing uh, Lost Illusions, uh, we came home, we got home about 9.30. Uh, we'd grab some burgers on the way home because we knew that yesterday the fifth episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi had dropped on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and so we watched um, the the fifth episode of Obi Wan, and it was just amazing. Like mm. it's uh, it's, um, yeah, it, it, you know, back in uh, you know the day when I saw that that fight between Alec Guinness and Darth Vader, and I was like, yeah, this is cool, but yeah, it'd be good to see you know Vader fighting a, a not old man Obi Wan Kenobi. And and now we're getting to see that. It's pretty pretty darn sweet. So, uh, yeah, it was the, the episode last night was was very uh, uh, it was it was very interesting because I think uh, you haven't watched it yet, have you? I haven't, but you know, I, I do enjoy my Star Wars. I mean, I'm not a huge huge fan, but it is something I wouldn't mind catching up on because it's been quite. People have really responded and reacted well to mm. it. So it would be good to see what all the uh, the fuss is about. I mean, I, I must admit, it does. Um, uh, you know. It does uh, change, like some of the things, like in the Star Wars: A New Hope. Mm. Um, you kind of uh, under the assumption that Darth Vader and Obi Wan had not seen each other since, like he was the master and he was the apprentice. But then now there's this whole new storyline that's been inserted in there where they've like you know seen each other a lot and <laughs> and, and they've, you know had had battles and stuff like that. Um, so it's interesting to see like how they they kind of deal with that. Mm. Um, 
Also, the fact that uh, in uh, A New Hope, when you know when Leia's doing the help you, everyone, Kenobi, you're on the Only Hope on the hologram thing. Yes. Yeah, and she goes, "You fought with my father during the Clone Wars," and but she never mentions, "Oh yeah, and that time that we went on a massive adventure <laughs> together." Um, so it's it's kind of interesting that uh, yeah, you've got a young Leia in Obi Wan Kenobi, and so it, it means that like when you see um, him sacrifice his life in um, uh, A New Hope, mm. uh, there's kind of more gravitas to that now so yeah it's really good I'm, I'm really just enjoying enjoying the heck out of it and in the last episode you just got to see you know how powerful Darth Vader actually is, which I don't think, you know, in the movies, in the 70s, you could show how powerful he was by just going like this and yes. then uh, somebody just goes, ah, 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 yeah. and pretends they're getting strangled. But with our technology today, you're able to do so much mm. more and, uh, yeah, there's some very impressive stuff they do in there. So we watched that and then it was like 10 o'clock or 10, uh, 10 past 10 and Kat was like, should we watch Miss Marvel as well? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, Let's we should. Let's do it. So uh, we watched uh, Ms. Marvel as well. And I didn't talk about it on last week's show because I hadn't seen it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really good. It's uh, it's the new uh, Marvel TV show on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's a story about uh, Kamala Khan who becomes Ms. Marvel. And she's a big fan of Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she gets this bracelet, which is a family heirloom, and it ends up giving her superpowers. And she uh, takes on the the uh, superhero name of Ms. Marvel. But we haven't really uh, seen her take on that, that name yet in the, the first two episodes. It's more, you know, developing the family, developing her as a character, uh, developing a supporting cast. But it's been really a really fun ride. And I think if you're uh, a young girl, you will relate to this on a, a different level to what, mm. what I do. Um, if you're a young girl who's from a, you know, uh, Asian background, like being either from Pakistan or being from India or being from somewhere else in Asia where you've got, uh, you know, parents who are very um, uh, protective, uh, you could probably relate to this on a completely different level. Uh, if you're a Muslim girl, you'll mm. relate to it on a different level. Um, so, yeah, Marvel is just doing some wonderful stuff and, and this show is just fantastic. So I have to admit, when you said Miss Marvel a few weeks ago and for some reason every time you say it I keep thinking it's an English TV show about a detective you're thinking Miss Marvel yeah (laughs) that's every time and I'm like nope Miss Marvel is completely different but that's what I was thinking of I was like that's an interesting choice at 10 past 10 at night watching uh, Miss Marvel but hey (laughs) whatever floats your boat no no Miss Miss Marvel (laughs) Miss Marvel yeah uh, Miss Marvel are very two very different very different And I'm glad they're very different yes. because uh, it's nice to see, yeah, a show focusing on, on such an interesting character uh, as well. So there you go, <laughs> Miss Marple. <laughs> Although no, nothing against Miss Marple. It's probably a great show. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's definitely an audience for it. Absolutely. I've never seen it. But um, <laughs> I heard some news today about Joker 2. Uh, possibly being made. I don't know if it's uh, rumour or fact, but apparently Lady Gaga is in talks to join the film and reportedly it's going to be a musical, uh, which I find a little bit hard to believe, but I suppose if they're going to recruit Lady Gaga, that musical aspect comes into it as well. But um, 
It's been 2018 we've seen the release of Joker with um, Joaquin Phoenix, who did a great job. It was such a dark and gritty film, mm. uh, and I remember being absolutely blown away by this film. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see if he'll come back to reprise his role and if this is actually fact at all. So. I believe it is mm. uh, that, that they're going to be doing a second one, um, which is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, because the first one, obviously, there was no Batman in mm. that that movie at all um and in fact the the joker in there isn't really like you know he's not the joker that we know who's the bad guy for yeah. the batman he's kind of like a, a person with some severe mental uh, issues that uh, that needs to be dealt with mm-hmm. um but yeah, as you said, like uh, this one, uh, I think the um what's what's the actual title of it they they, they gave it? Uh, I just had it act up actually. Sorry, uh, let's have a look. <clears throat> it um yeah, it looks really interesting though. I'm I'm quite excited to. I've lost it now. <laughs> <laughs> Joker two. Where is it? It's it, it's an interesting name because it's a it's a French. Uh... It is uh Folie Dois. Joker, yeah. Folie Dois, Folie Dois. I don't actually know if that's how you pronounce it, but yes, it looks like a French. Um, and I think that the it ref, that particular phrase refers to a mental disorder which affects two or more people. That's what it means. Yeah. So you know, and and we know that yeah, the Joker does suffer uh, with with mental mental issues so- and. Translates to the folly of two or the madness shared by two. Yeah, so yeah. it's quite, yeah, quite an interesting phrase uh, when you think about it. And quite, a, yeah, so I think it's definitely going ahead. I don't know if it's going to be a musical or not, though. <laughs> and I, I wonder who Lady Gaga is playing. Is she going to be playing a, a, a Harley Quinn type? Obviously, I know not Harley Quinn because mm. it's not. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. They could have her playing Harley Quinn because, mm. I mean, he's playing a Joker. Yeah. Yeah, they could have her playing a Harley Quinn. Although that would be an interesting kind of dynamic because most of the Harley Joker we've seen uh, in the movies, uh, she's already kind of broken up with him. Because yeah. their, their um, uh, relationship is not a healthy relationship. So it'd be interesting to see, yeah, which track they go down because could could there be two different Jokers in this movie? But, I mean, there's just so much they can do because it's not like there's no canon here. This is not linking up to any other film. No. They can go whichever direction they they want, which I'm kind of enjoying that with the the DC films. Mm. Like, you know, the, the Batman. Yes. was great because they didn't have to link it to the rest of the the DCEU. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go, whether they just keep doing these one-offs and not mm. bother linking things together. Well, I enjoyed uh, the joke. I thought it was a great film, so I'm excited to see where they go with that. And, yeah, again, the Batman too, I was I really enjoyed that film. And, uh, yeah, DC have done some great stuff. Mm. I find it slightly more entertaining than, than Marvel, I think, which is probably... How dare you? I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's just because there's a bit more of a grittiness to it. Mm. Um, or I don't know, but even um, the Suicide Squad I thought was um, such good fun. Yeah, as well. The Suicide Squad was great, uh, and it was uh, you know James Gunn directing the, yeah. the Suicide Squad, so I think that that helps out when you've uh, you got you know someone who's just so amazingly talented mm. as as James Gunn. Yeah. So I, I think that's actually on streaming at the moment. So I might give that a second watch, I think, because it was highly, highly entertaining. But, yes. um, yeah, no, interesting to see what they do with the Joker. And, and there's also this talks about the Barbie film as well with <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Have you seen that? First look at Ryan Gosling as Barbie's Ken. I did see that. My God. They are just sexualizing <laughs> him. 
He's well, a man for God's sake. <laughs> are they playing dolls? That's the thing. I don't know. You know what really interests me about this is it's directed by Greta Gerwig from a script she wrote with Noah. Barmbach. These are two quite um, interesting people. They've done some really cool films. We've had Lady Bird. We've had, um, you know, others. So it's interesting to see what direction they'll take because I don't think it's going to be a cheesy one at all. I think there's going to be some substance Mm. to it, or at least I hope. So I don't know. But, um, yeah, apparently it's still kind of a bit of a tight. There's not much being said about it other than, uh, you know, you've got America Ferrara in it. You've got Kate McKinnon, uh, Emma McKay, Kingsley ben Adir. Uh, is a Ray and Michael Sarah all apparently in this film, but there's no official confirmation. So who actually knows? But interesting. The thing I find interesting there in that photograph as well is he's got a belly button, and I didn't think the be- that Ken dolls had belly buttons, but I don't know. Maybe they do now. I didn't notice that at all. <laughs> thank you for thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> that's all right. That's fine. Here to help. Uh, anyway, that's it for this week. Uh, we will be back again next week. Hopefully, Rachel will be back uh, in the chair as well. Uh, please do stay tuned for Quizzy. He's going to be digging through some crates and playing some awesome music. Uh, and until next week, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture. <laughs>